From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Bree Brown talks to us about why it's important to make sure that your athletes master simple movements first, how to mesh with sports coaches' culture while still being an expert in your field, and what to think and look for when searching for sports science technology. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength and conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data, project 1RM over time, and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones that's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information, on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever you want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. 
Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, we are joined by Coach Bree Brown. She is currently the strength and conditioning coach for women's basketball at the University of Miami. Prior to that, she was the head strength and conditioning coach for women's basketball at the University of Pittsburgh. She's also had stops at Racing Louisville FC, the University of Houston, Utah State, and Shattuck St. Mary's School. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Excited, excited. Definitely. Can you tell us a little bit more about your role with the Miami Hurricanes? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I oversee all aspects of you know, strength conditioning, obviously, and then, you know, have a, have a good little touch on the nutrition aspect and then, um, you know, the sports science side of it. Um, and then obviously, you know, working with the PT athletic trainer and myself in terms of the transitional rehab and things like that. So, um, you know, kind of an all-encompassing role in that regard, but, um, you know, we got, we got a lot of great pieces of the puzzle too, um, in terms of the support staff and the coaching staff. So, you know, basically in any way that I can help, that's kind of, you know, part of my role as well. So. Definitely. And you just got to Miami. So what was the, one of the first things you wanted to implement when taking on a new team? Yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, been in a couple spots and able to under a lot of really great people. But I think one, just establishing relationships right off the bat, and then two, just kind of establishing you know my tone and the culture that you know I want to continue to have in the weight room. You know, the coaching staff here does a phenomenal job supporting you know the importance of the weight room in terms of you know a resiliency standpoint, a training standpoint, but also a culture standpoint. Um, so, you know, in that regard, I think it's just for me setting the tone that I want, you know, how I want things done and the manner that I want them done. And then two, I think is, you know, this is the first time I've met the team, uh, was, you know, a couple of days before summer training. So one, just seeing, you know, where we're at doing my assessments right off the bat. And then from there, just kind of figuring out where we need to go. Um, and then, you know, working with the coaching staff in terms of their goals and, um, what they need from uh, the team as well. Definitely. And, and what was uh, one of the main things you want to communicate having, you know, coming into a team that had a previous strength coach and, you know, I know it's definitely unique when they've had a previous strength coach and you're coming in and, you know, trying to establish, you know, yourself and the culture you want to go, like what was one of the things you wanted to really communicate with, both the head coach and, you know, maybe the seniors who might've seen a couple strength coaches or the previous strength staff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, even talking to the coaching staff, talking to maybe some of the upperclassmen, um, you know, I want to do everything that's best for them as individuals. Right. So everything that we do will have a purpose, everything that we do, um, you know, there will be some teaching behind it. There will be some education behind it and a why behind it. So at the end of the day, I think no matter like, you know, if it's me, if it's another strength coach, obviously like I was lucky, I know who it was. So BK did a phenomenal job with them. Um, but I think just, you know, one explaining, you know, why am I do things just slightly different? Um, different isn't always bad, but there's a reason as to why I'm doing it. So I think that was a big part for me, especially with some of the older, the older players right off the bat was just giving them that explanation, giving some of the reasons why as to what you know, why I use, you know, tempo, why I'm asking, you know, X, Y, Z instead. Um, and I think that's gone a long way, like right off the bat, you know, they've been super responsive. They've been training their butts off. 
Um, and they've really responded to like, you know, some of those minor changes, I guess, across time. And I think just reiterating, you know, part of my philosophy is development. And, you know, I think in the summer, you know, even that plays a role too, right? Where we don't need to be, you know, peak shape March uh, right now. So it's, you know, let's get back down the basics. Let's make sure that we're, you know, getting things done the way we need to get done and we can build from there. And I think they've responded really well to that. Definitely. And what's one of the things you tend to focus on being with the the basketball athlete? I know you've had experience with soccer and many other sports throughout your career, uh, but lately you've been, you know, dialed in on the basketball game. So what's one thing you were looking for as far as movement or, you know, getting things going with the basketball teams? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because, um, working with a lot of different sports, you start seeing a lot of things that are actually more common rather than different. Um, you know, especially when you're, you, when you're looking at maybe this college setting, um, where a lot of these kids, no matter what are really coming in under trained and underdeveloped. Um, so, you know, for me, it's, you know, right off the bat, no matter what team I'm kind of working with is, you know, can we do really basic things really, really well? Um, you know, i.e. chin up, uh, you know, a body weight chin up. Can we do a body weight push up? Can we work into a full front squat? You know, for me, like those are really big KPIs. And, you know, nine times out of 10, a lot of the kids that I'm training um, need to be regressed back to some of those basic movements before I can even kind of get into, like, you know, the fun methods and training, you know, adaptations that we're looking for. Um, so for me, it's really just kind of using some of those basic lifts elements as a screening tool as well. Um, and obviously, you know, with the basketball athlete, them being taped up, you know, nine, 10 months out of the year, I mean, you're going to see some, you know, common occurrences in terms of, you know, ankle mobility, hip mobility. So obviously starting to address some of those deficiencies right off the bat. And, um, you know, with them being such long limbed athletes too, um, looking at some of those structural balance issues and how we can kind of address that and attack that on a pretty consistent basis. So, you know, I'd say from the basketball standpoint, that's pretty straightforward and, you know, what I've kind of dived into right off the bat, but, you know, working, having worked, you know, volleyball, having worked soccer, you know, you're still seeing some pretty, um, some pretty common similarities in that regard um, of just, you know, having to really kind of go back to the basics with some of these kids and just make sure that they're, you know, moving really well, training really well, and um, just kind of getting better and better every year that they're here. Definitely. No, I, I think that's important. And I, I think that's really clutch thing you said is by working with multiple sports, you realize how much in common they have and throughout your career. And then also just, you know, being able to understand the athlete you're working with right now, like you said, that most basketball players are taped up most of the year. So it's always good to meet the athletes where they're at. Now, a lot of coaches are changing positions or changing schools. Like I, I'm in my first year at a different school and you're, you just got to the university of Miami. What are some things that you looked for when you changed location and changed schools? Cause I know a lot of coaches are going through that change right now. And I think a lot of them want to know, you know, what were some things that went into how you chose the next place you're going to? Yeah. Um, you know, for me in particular, just because I work specifically with women's basketball and the, you know, women's basketball staff here at Miami, um, you know, obviously a big, 
a big part of this was, you know, the coaching staff themselves. Um, because ultimately like they're going to be like my biggest supports and vice versa. Um, and the staff as, as a whole, you know, had very similar aspirations, very similar work ethics, have the same kind of drive that I have in terms of wanting to be like the elite. Um, and that's something that resonated with me. They're competitive people. They work their butts off. Um, and I like to think that, you know, I obviously approach my, my position the same. Um, and they want to hold high standards and have a really great culture. Um, and for me, like that resonated with me. Um, you know, it's also one of those things where I felt like, you know, the, the staff is going to do what they got to do to get the job done. And again, like that's kind of my personality. That's the way that I approach, you know, my position. So all of that in general, in terms of the coaching staff really resonated with me. And, um, you know, obviously this team has had really great success over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, that was obviously, you know, a drawing factor as well. You know, I'm a competitive person. I think a lot of us are, you know, I like to win. Uh, I like to work hard. I like to win. So, um, you know, obviously that was something to look for too, but, um, you know, my head coach, um, very, very intelligent, intelligent, uh, head coach. And, you know, she wants good people in good spots and she does a really good job hiring people that, um, you know, fit in with the staff and what we're trying to do. So she was very deliberate, I think, in you know, wanting to bring in the right people across the program. And I think that was really important for me to hear as well. Um, not just my position, but every single person on the staff was brought in for a very specific reason. So for me, it was, I felt like um, everything was kind of aligning from a philosophy standpoint, a culture standpoint. Um, and then obviously, you know, Miami doesn't hurt to live in being, you know, 10 minutes from the beach. So, you know, I'd say in that regard, it's, um, it's a little bit easier of a decision in that regard, but I think when you're looking at new jobs, you know, you have to look at the situation, like, are the people that you're going to be answering to, are they going to um, give you the keys to be successful? Are they going to support you? Are they going to, you know, put you in positions to be successful? Are they going to keep pushing you to be, you know, better and better at your job? And I felt like, you know, this, this opportunity in Miami presented that for me and um, you know, I'm still pretty young. So, you know, I'm trying to be the best that I can be and I want to work with the best in the field and, um, that doesn't just include strength and conditioning, you know, that can include obviously coaching staffs that can include operations, people that can include athletic trainers, PTs. And I felt like this was the situation where that was going to allow for that to happen. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. 
The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. No, definitely. I think that's some great insight. And it's good that you found that with your head coach, because I know sometimes when you're not on the same page with the head coach, it can make for a very difficult situation. And what would you say? I mean, in your previous experience, you've been just about everywhere. How did you create that buy-in with with the head coach? Because I like you, like I said, and like I'm sure you experienced, it could be a good thing or a difficult thing. So how did you create that buying with the head coaches? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, um, you know, I, I think it's just being as consistent as you possibly can, but also understanding like ultimately like this is their team. Um, and like, you need to be pushing the message that they're also pushing. Um, but I also think the more consistent that you can be available, the more consistent you the consistently you can be there. Um, but also providing the, I think a big part of it is the education part to the coaching staff, obviously like in my position, like my basketball coaches know basketball really, really well. Um, you know, that's why they've been doing this for a very, very long time. Um, but you know, educating them a little bit more on, you know, Hey, can we like pull things back a little bit more in practice because of X, Y, Z, um, you know, obviously the development of the, you know, the sports science world you know, kind of helps mirror some of that a little bit more. Um, but I think, you know, one, trying to be the expert in your field, but also understanding like it's got to match up too, and with what the whole culture of the program is going into as well. So, you know, I feel like I've just made myself, um, you know, available to the coaching staff. You know, I've tried to help out in more things than just, you know, lifting the kids. Um and then, you know, on top of that, it's just continual conversations, check-ins, you know, you know, having conversations about with sport coaches, like where they see certain athletes, you know, what they brought them in here to do and why was that, um, you know, I've been lucky enough that I get to be at practice every day. So I don't just get to see, you know, the lifting and conditioning aspect. I get to see them on the court. I get to see what they're doing in practice. I get to have conversations with the assistant coaches, with the head coach about player X and player Y and what they're seeing, what I'm seeing and how that actually like all corresponds together and what we're going to do to address it. So I think it really is just like creating open lines of communication because at the end of the day, you're all trying to, you know, push every athlete to, you know, their potential. Um, and you know, the way that the coaching staff will, or the head coach will, will be slightly different than, you know, a role like mine, but at the same time, like we're probably seeing, you know, nine times out of 10, the same thing. But that conversation of how we get there, it can be a collaborative effort. And I think, you know, the communication aspect for me has been like the most helpful in terms of making sure that one, I'm checking the boxes that the person who, you know, ultimately like this affects his or her team. I want to make sure that I'm addressing that. And then two, you know, trying to provide any more value that I possibly can um, in terms of you know, recovery in terms of a sports science standpoint, in terms of a nutrition standpoint, in terms of, you know, a development standpoint. So, yeah. Definitely. And you mentioned technology or, or sports science. What are you utilizing currently or what do you prefer to use when it comes to, you know, data and monitoring? Yeah. I mean, like 
I think coming from a, like a soccer background initially, obviously like the GPS and heart rate monitors are, have always kind of been like in my background a little bit. Um, but we we're actually getting some Hawkins force plates, uh, a couple of bald um, items as well. Um, the dynamo that they have. And uh, we're actually building a, you know, brand new basketball weight room. Um, so we're going to kind of add in. Yeah. So we're going to add in, um, you know, perch. So for some of that velocity based training, um, but you know, um, and then uh, we're looking at connects on, uh, for our men's team and men's team. So a couple of different things, but, um, you know, I've had quite a bit of experience with, you know, quite a few sports science, like our technologies, I guess you should say, but I think the biggest thing that when you're looking at is you have to look and see what's, um, manageable and applicable to like the team that you're working with. Um, so for me, like I loved using, um, you know, the Hawkins, I have those at Pittsburgh. Um, you know, we had, uh, Sparta force plates at Houston. Um, and I thought those gave us, you know, a couple KPIs that we could continuously and, um, pretty regularly track that ended up being more useful to men going out and getting 10 different other things that at the end of the day, we weren't probably going to use as consistently. So, um, and then, you know, we're, we're looking at getting some of those external loading, you know, devices, but again, you know, those things give you, you know, every which way from, you know, sun up to sun down different uh, metrics. But I mean, at the end of the day, I'll probably only look at three um, and see if that's going to be something that one, we can track and two, if that's going to be applicable to bring to the coaching staff and be like, Hey, so-and-so's, you know, external load was you know, 50% higher over the last three weeks than everybody else's, you know, can we actually do anything to create an adaptation of change? And I think that's kind of where I've learned a lot from is you can have a lot of great things, but what are you actually using to create any type of either change or like better informed decisions? Um, and then you also have to kind of, you know, with your coaching staff, um, you know, look to see how open they are. And sometimes that takes longer than others. So, you know, I was just talking with our athletic trainer here and, um, you know, there's going to be a couple of things I think from the support staff side that we're looking at pretty consistently. Um, but there might only be a couple of things that we relay to the coaching staff if needed. Um, so, you know, for me, like that's kind of what I've, what I've looked at. That's, you know, what we're going to be looking at to use here at Miami. And I think we're going to look at a couple other, um, I guess like internal loading, uh, technologies here in the next little bit, but, um, I just think figuring out what's going to be. Um, and that we be super consistent. Also, you know, what we need um, from a daily standpoint, a daily standpoint, um, and then just go from there. So, yeah, I hope that answered my question. <laughs> no, no, it definitely does. And I think you nailed it on the head. You just got to be able to analyze the situation you're in, the type of athletes, and what KPIs would be important to you. Because, like you said, the force plates provided you enough information versus getting 10 new things just to say you had them. So I think that's great. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection 
trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And, and uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Perch delivers velocity-based training, no strings attached. Perch was engineered at MIT and uses compact 3D cameras to monitor and manage weight room performance without being a distraction. Perch is a VBT built for the 21st century. Attach Perch to any weight rack in minutes. While you lift, Perch uses cameras to passively collect velocity and power data, output in real time, and store it in post-workout analysis. Perch is a revolutionary and innovative sports technology device that enhances workouts, reduces injuries, and saves time. Perch works with every level organization from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the military, D1 through high school, the private sector, and the home gym. Perch is portable, easy to install, and intuitive to use, making it ideal for every facility and every training goal. No more pre-workout setup, no more wearables, no more broken strings. Set Perch up once, optimize every rep, every set, and every training session. Train with increased precision and measure and manage your progress every step of the way. For exclusive deals and offers, head to perch.fit slash chalk. Again, that's perch.fit slash chalk to check out deals, exclusive offers, and see how Perch can help take your program to the next level. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.